Awesome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first ever live edition of the Game Corner. I'm Keanu Calicorn, as always, and I have two very good friends with me today. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Well, I guess I'll uh, go first. Uh, yeah, why don't you go first? That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, Daryl Connor from the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Yeah, and I'm Dave Stevens, also from the Pro Wrestling Rewind, and it's a great day for video games, everybody. Yeah, look at that weather. Although I yeah, suppose it'd be different weather. for you, Dave. Uh, we actually Jersey. do have thunderstorms. I apologize yeah. if you hear any. Well, you guys are from New Jersey, which is like Irish. The Irish. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, I'm from Ireland. We came over in, in uh, 1643, so there you go. <laughs> no, that's not a lie. That's actually true. It's true. No, 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 I believe you. Uh, it's just funny how like small history is in that regard. Like I think of like the U.S. as like a young country, but like then again, as a nation, we're only a hundred years old. So like you know, Less it's all relative. We're eighty years old. Eighty? How yeah. do you figure that out? Well, we became a republic in the forties. Oh, that's right. See, I, I don't know. Blame my Fenian granddad. I count it from like nineteen sixteen onwards. Like, oh, fair, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> you guys have more giants than we do. So, I mean, you got that going. That's fair. Oh, you're going to have to break that down for me. Is that a wrestling thing or a folklore? Oh, no, I mean, quite literally, mythologically, you have more oh, okay. giants than we do. I mean, we have tons. They're just a Native American burial mound, so they're kind of hard to get at. Well, that's just it, because, like, I mean, this isn't really about games, but I was playing Beyond <laughs> Two Souls, and there was loads of, like, Native American ghost stuff in it, and I was like, mm -hmm. is this PC? I'm not sure how to feel about that. And then it clicked for me that, like, because America was settled, there isn't a folklore going back as far as like the Irish one going like a thousand or two thousand years. Like, hmm. well, that's yeah, it. yeah, that's yeah. true. It's it's but, that, read Stephen King, and that's pretty much all what he talks about, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I mean, hey, we're finding more and more evidence that humans have been in America since maybe even up to one hundred and thirty thousand years ago. If you want to follow Graham Hancock's work and stuff that they found recently, so I don't know. Who knows? Um, you if you back? haven't guessed already, guys, me and Dave also do a podcast, which is all about. <laughs> yeah, let's tell you what. I'm I'm very unconventional. Let's just get the plugs out of the way first. You guys, apart from being nerd to know alumni, obviously, are on the nerd on the wrestling the wrestling rewinds. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I believe you've actually, for people watching at home, have just finished an episode. How did it go? Yeah, it went great. Um, for anyone who's watching the stream, you can still see our dat, which is underneath. So if you guys are still in the chat, uh, go for it. But yeah, it was all about The Undertaker this time around. And we're trying to plan a new From the Dark show as well. So we don't know when that's going to come out. But that's all going to be about what Dave's talking about. About like the Anunnaki and Watchers and ancient history that is like covered up from books and all that kind of stuff. Everything that history professors would get very upset if you brought up in classes. Let's put it that way. It's almost like I know how to sneak things in. Exactly, exactly. Dave's the master <laughs> of uh, plugs. And tell me something then. Like, um, I know we're kind of going to get into all the gaming and stuff in a sec, but I'll go over to Dave first because this is a show that was primarily created to check in with people about what games they're playing during the lockdown. So, with that in mind, Dave, you're based in the States. How yes. is the lockdown treating you? It's weird to talk, say that in the present tense. Um, yeah, and it's things are getting uh, closed back up again. Um, just just because the size of our population is so much larger than 
a city state not that you're a city state but you know guys yeah. what i mean in terms of that um it's uh i've been very lucky i've been very fortunate that the job i work is considered essential um my girlfriend's job that she's worked she she hasn't lost that either so i've been blessed in that way but i've had many family members and friends who are out of work and yeah it sucks and it's getting harder and harder and it's like we get our hopes up that things may open and then they get pulled back so it's a weird limbo we find ourselves in and that's what video games just like wrestling is great for it's an escape into another reality another dimension where you can just be something else for a while and find some joy and forget about what's going on well that's exactly it and we've been getting into because the last guest i had on the show at the time of recording was stevie and we were talking about all the board games we've been playing because like it's just it's really fun to build something or just transport yourself to another place when you've got nowhere to go right mm -hmm. That's and it. how and how about you dara what like i mean i suppose we're in a slightly different state in ireland but like how has the lockdown such as it has been treating you well it's great about the lockdown is you know doing there's no media was great because you know even though my job nothing changed it's exactly the same as it always was actually more busy because people are buying online so that's great for us but um it's uh i was able to keep busy but what's great about it was as dave said you know between wrestling which never stopped because you could kind of just forget about it and go and watch it and be pulled away from the reality or even playing video games you know you kind of have a bit more time to ingrace yourself ingratiate yourself into things that you normally wouldn't get a chance to do so yeah it's um it, it's kind of difficult to find that balance between uh, you know oh my god this is crazy what's happening now but also like oh I have all this free time so it's like <laughs> trying to find that that, uh, that midpoint and it's been good because I've uh, you know I was lucky at the start of before this whole thing started I was going to pick up a Vita and we've talked about the Vita a lot on uh, Nerd to Know basis Keen. a lot a lot a lot a lot so I, I <laughs> you know I, I started modding that at the beginning uh, and yet Ellie didn't pick up the Vita in The Last of Us 2. She walked away she from walked it. Away what? From it. Yeah, I know, right? Who picked that up? I'll tell you why, because it was, it was probably the wrong firmware. That's why. If you <laughs> the wrong firmware, you can't mod it, you can't hack it. Uh, and I've been playing a bunch of games on the Vita, um, on and off. So th that's what I've been playing mainly, if not uh, stuff on the PS4, which is mainly, to be honest with you, Deus Ex and Star Wars Battlefront 2 they're basically my main games that I go back and forward to all the time okay well then I was wondering if you were going to segue into a Last of Us 2 uh, tangents but uh, we'll, we'll keep it kind of in the back pocket in case we need it because I mean I suspect this may be the last show on the internet that isn't talking about the Last of Us 2 <laughs> so uh, why don't we start with Deus Ex uh, for people who haven't played it what's the deal and what's the appeal of it right so Deus Ex is um, the first one that kind of goes back to the 90s with Ion Storm which I don't know if you know if you're into video games you know who Ion Storm are founded by mm. John Romero the guy behind Doom and it was kind of an offshoot after they left uh, id and they did a bunch of games um, Deus Ex Thief you know alone yeah. that people should be like wow that's great but um, obviously a couple of games came out and I also broke the rule. The meme is as soon as someone mentions Deus Ex, it gets reinstalled. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, you can pick up the originals on. Yeah, too. I'm so glad we did this live. Oh, All yeah. of the computers are just crashing at the moment. <laughs> well, you can pick up you can pick them up on GOG for very cheap. 
um, like two or three euro, and things things on a Steam sale as well. But the ones that I've been playing recently, it's the sequel to the the quasi reboot remake um, by Square Enix. Uh, Man, uh, what's it? Human Revolution came out a couple of years ago, so I'm playing Mankind Divided, which came out two years ago, and uh, you know I had the same experience that I did with Human Revolution, where I didn't really like it because of the hub world and it was different and that and I've now played Mankind Divided three times through and I'm working on a, on trophy hunting now but I've finished as much as I can go but it's such a deep game and the plot basically is it's set in the very near future so 2079 and um, obviously aug- augmented humans are a thing and not only are they a thing but they're setting up a subset of humanity and there is resistance towards them and they're being oppressed and basically now they've brought off into a terrorist organization and you play as adam jensen who is an augmented human who's tasked who works for interpol and tasked to try and find out this rogue terrorist organization in prague and that's the plot basically okay so interpol has survived into this future yeah well it's, it's the new it's it's our future as such like it's it's very like within our lifetime 2079 is not far away compared to Deus Ex the original one which is 150 years into the future so it's um what I like about Deus Ex the, the, the Square games is it's like it's very realistic in that it's also not but it's like speculative future it's fun right so it's cyberpunk future but grounded as in a lot of the technology that you see there is probably going to happen um augmentations obviously are a thing that we're kind of probably going to have not us mm. but our kids will probably have which is interesting um, but uh, the, even the technology with um, single use tablets for like newspapers and stuff like that the actual world feels very lived in it feels very real so when you're going around doing these missions or trying to you know break up a drug ring or something like that you're like well actually even though this is in the future it doesn't feel like I can't relate to these characters and that's one thing that I always like about RPGs a very lived in world that feels real and even with Vampire the Masquerade which again if you haven't played Vampire the Masquerade play play Vampire the Masquerade yes I think Saoirse recommended that a few episodes ago Yeah, everyone should play Vampire the Masquerade it's like the best RPG ever made um, and it's the same kind of thing like it's it's a ridiculous world with vampires that live in LA but it feels like a real world which you kind of start yourself into which a lot of very uh, topical themes and Deus Ex is like that you know the Human Re- Human Revolution is a better game because its plot is a bit more in depth it has the Illuminati and secret underground cults and cabals and all that kind of stuff stuff that Dave and myself love getting into but um, yeah like Mankind Divided is a great follow up and if you if you, you get it for 4 or 5 euros even on the PS4 I 100% recommend it it's a great time play it twice and really take your time with it because as soon as you play it once you kind of you have to reserve ammo and stuff but then the second playthrough you get new game plus so you're basically a god unto humans and you can just <laughs> do everything with all your augmentations it's great well actually you kind of answered my question there but what I was going to ask you was when you were talking about the game you are talking about the world and all the details and things that could be real so are you drawn to games that have an immersion factor then or is it more the combat because you mentioned it was a kind of a doom type game as well uh less of a doom like it has the mechanics are great like it has um the gunplay is very good it's a first person shooter but 
like all Deus Ex games, you can play in different ways. So you can actually play the entire game without killing anybody. Oh, oh, I love games like that. Yeah, I don't think I've played one like that since Undertale, actually. Yeah, well, well, the Deus Ex series is known for that. Like, there's loads of different ways. You can go in all guns blazing, but you can also go in through espionage, through hacking and stealth and all that kind of stuff. So that's retained, and it's actually, like, encouraged. So what I like about it is not only the immersion factor, but also different ways to play. Every time you play that game, it's different. It's not the same way, which is adds to the replayability of it. And I'm jonesing for Cyberpunk. Oh my of, gosh! Yeah, I know. It's, it's just got delayed again, mate. I know. That's why I'm like, I guess I'm just gonna have to keep playing Deus Ex until it comes out. Um, and that's that's it. You know, it's it's exactly the kind of game I want right now. You know, until they finish System Shock Two, that is. See, I'm glad they're taking their time with Cyberpunk because I'd rather a it was a good game and b they didn't put people under pressure with the whole crunch thing. Mm. Uh, but at the same time I'm getting that feeling of like I don't know if you've ever waited for a bus in Dublin and you see the number count down and it just disappears and it resets back up to 15 minutes it's like that kind of experience see 15 minutes is lucky for you man you don't live in the country like I do where we have one oh, bus an god. hour oh <laughs> god well I mean happens. one bus an hour it, it's basically an hour with a screensaver though yeah or lucky enough it's not um not bus errand which you know friend doesn't live in Ireland oh god no 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 no. that doesn't have a timetable just stand there and hopefully it has a very ironic fast running dog on the side of it yeah bus might show up you guys not have cars like I'm very confused on what's going on right now see Dave here's the thing Ireland is small (laughs) enough where buses are effective you know cars you don't really need as such unless you're in the country but our cities you can kind of get around compared to America Mm. where a five hour drive is you know, a small drive. Five hours you get from one side of Ireland to the other. Yeah, I, I see. I've never been to the US, but uh, a friend it's of big. mine is an author, Sarah Maria Griffin. She went to, I think, California, and she wrote a book about her experiences. And she had that very Irish thing where she was like, oh, I'll just walk there. Oh, and got lost in all of these endless hills and streets and all that kind of stuff. And that like took up a whole two chapters to describe getting back. And I just cannot wrap my head around the largeness Dude, of King, some parts of America. You have like no reference there. That's the thing. That's 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 the most Irish thing in the world. Like I remember, I was in California last year. And I was like, oh, I'll be able to go down to San Diego. I was in San Francisco. That's mm. that's a, that's a two-hour <laughs> plane journey, and like a plane journey to get there. And for us, for example, it's a two-hour bus journey, Dave, to get to to get to certain parts of Ireland. Dublin to Belfast so yeah we just think oh it's only up the road but no no such thing as up the road you need a car so yeah that's why we don't really need cars as such in Ireland but we do you know it's weird I mean under pressure you could probably walk anywhere yeah. you might have to stay overnight somewhere but you, but you probably could Yeah, it's manageable yeah that's how small Ireland Ireland is a small 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 place alright take it back you are a city state basically effectively <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a weird, <laughs> tiny little country so, now yeah. having said that we're like not like you've ever watched the episode of the simpsons where they go to ireland it's not like there's fields in the center of dublin there like is. you there's know we one. there's one big one but it's not like trees next to the doll like well okay there are, there are. bad example <laughs> but anyway anyway we've 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 got electricity we that's do. what i'm and trying have, to say we have good internet some places some places yeah if the weather's good yeah it's ironic because we're, t- we're the tech capital of Europe and our infrastructure is atrocious. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Outside of Dublin, the further away from Dublin you get, the more and more it just isn't like 
current. It's weird. I just wanted to flag that though because uh, like most of the Americans I've ever met have been incredibly intelligent and polite. But now and again, especially when I was doing theater, I had oh. American like kind of students come up to me and go like, "Where do you do your shopping?" I was like, "The shop." Like they don't know where we are in terms of like grading as a country. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, sure. I remember I was in uh, Islands of Adventure when I was like seventeen and you know obviously you get talking to people in the line and stuff like that and these lovely Texan couple like really nice people it was all going grand and the other way you're waiting for like 40 minutes in yeah. amusement park or whatever and then they just turn and go you know I love Darby O'Gill and me and my dad are like where's this going and then they're like yeah leprechauns I really want to see one and then me and my dad are like oh, yeah. yeah you can just catch one they're just, they're just, they're just running around and he just believed it and we're like oh my god like, this is ridiculous so yeah we just start winding up for like 25 minutes it was funny yeah so I should stress Dave I don't mean to be insensitive but no, like I love Darby O'Gill yeah. <laughs> I wonder when it's going to get banned on Disney for being a, a racial stereotype <laughs> is, it all, is it actually on Disney Plus yeah it's, it's I like Darby O'Gill actually there is a bit oh you know, you know I was going to watch Knives Out tonight, but I, we've got a new challenger. Oh, man. The, you know the bit with the banshee? That, that's <laughs> yeah. terrifying. And then with the thing, that used to scare the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah, I miss that you used to be able to put stuff like that in kids' films. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we are not talking about video games. Dave! <laughs> yeah, video games. <laughs> what are you playing? Uh... Um, one of the games I'm actually playing right now, and I'm like, I'm going to consider it still playing because I have about five hours left. Um, is the Outer Worlds? I was okay. Super... I must confess, I haven't heard of that. Take us through it. Okay, I was super, super excited for this one to come out because it's made by Obsidian, who made, in my opinion, the best Fallout game, which is Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Um, so, you know, we were talking about RPGs and all that. This is very, very dialogue heavy almost too much dialogue heavy but the choices you make actually matter there's no microtransactions it's all about complete customization and just exploring the universe and dealing with different political factions on different planets and and you're making choices like okay should i go with an oppressive government that might give me more protection and blow up a planet or do i help the people on this planet and try and overthrow the corporate government mm. and it's beautifully made it's it's not a triple a game no. um but it, it is double a the double and game. yeah and you know for the amount of money that they had and for the fact that everyone expected it to be you know based solely on dialogue trees i mean that's what the game is well is that's what i was about trees. to ask is this yeah. kind of a map universe making thing or is it more of a mass effect kind of person walking around the world type thing um mass effect but more action yeah. And oh, not as good action. graphics, right, okay. but only because of the money available. Right. I don't know. If it, you... al it almost would have been a better game if they had completely left out the guns. I think. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Like I've, I love Obsidian for not so much New Vegas, even though I agree with you, Dave. New Vegas is the best Fallout game. Um, oh I wait, you for... didn't like Seventy Six? <laughs> Does anybody? Um, oh, love... that's the game that's got nothing in it, right? Yeah, and <laughs> it wipes every time you go into it. Um, I love uh, Knights of the Republic 2 oh uh, yes, yes so I bought I bought it solely for that but it has the exact same problems as Knights of the Republic 2 where the game isn't finished it's like half finished mm -hmm. don't worry the modders will fix will fix it in about 2 or 3 years so right 
Yeah, but isn't that such a fascinating thing about game culture now? You buy it knowing it's probably not finished. And I know that was okay when it was Steam and, like, anyone could kind of make a game. But we're expecting that from, like, AAA-level games now. But this isn't AAA. I mean, this is double A. That's the, this is that, AA, yeah. And that's it. You know, it's it's the same kind of thing with Vampire the Masquerade. That game is fundamental. You buy that game on Steam, it's broken. Right, it doesn't I work. Will, yeah, I will say this isn't broken though. So I you mean, have to buy, you have to actually buy the patch version on GOG or patch it yourself. With the Outer Worlds, I haven't. Play, I confess, I haven't played it. I have it on my shelf sitting there since Christmas, but yeah. I've heard these criticisms before. I've I've put twenty hours in. It's a twenty-five hour game, and it's I've just gotten bored. Hmm. Um, it was so engaging for the first five hours, and now it's, I just feel like it's the same repetitive thing over and over again. But I mean, very bold attempts by them. And it's funny, you know, you mentioned that we just expect games to come out with glitches nowadays. I mean, that's basically Bethesda's model at this point. That's 16 true. times the detail, it just works. Also, it's completely broken. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And that's why I don't mind that Cyberpunk keeps getting pushed back yeah. and pushed back because they want it to be working and its release is the review that it should get. Dave, you play on the Xbox One, right? Yeah, I play mainly Xbox One. Yes. Occasionally, I computer but yeah xbox one yeah it's the one thing i hate about modern gaming it's why i love the vita so much because it's all just mm -hmm. kind of there mm -hmm. and why i'm trying to get a working dreamcast emulator on the vita which we're waiting for by the way guys exploit of the ps4 came out today exciting times um cool. kernel exploit on the ps4 so we will see what, what comes of that but waiting for a working Dreamcast emulator because I just love putting a game in and playing it and not have to wait for a five hour update. I went back to Battlefront 2 the other day. It took two hours to download the update and then it was bedtime. I'm like, who's got time for this? <laughs> like, this I know. I used to have that because I used to be big into Lego Dimensions, the game where you like buy the Lego figure, mm. put them on a tray and they pop up. Great fun. But every week it would have like two hours, three hours worth of updates. And I was like, I don't, even before I had a kid, I don't have two or three hours to wait to relax. Yeah. This is the time now, like, you know? Exactly, that's it. And you just kind of want, you want that experience to just pop in and play. Now, what I yeah. want to say is, it was a big, massive update. Like, Battlefront 2 is... Uh, the funny thing about Battlefront 2 is, like, it, when it was released, it was panned as one of the worst games ever because of the microtransactions and that, right? But they actually fixed it, and it's, like, the best Star Wars game ever made. Gives me hope for TIE Fighter. Oh, that. Uh, squadron? Or Squadron, sorry. Oh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so excited for Squadrons. Like, because they were dropping they're dropping support of us soon. And everyone was like, why are you dropping support? You literally just fixed the game. And now we know why. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I have I have hope that they've learned from it. But if you haven't played Battlefront 2 and still think it's like a bad game, uh, it's not. It's really not. Like, they, add, they added the Battle of Scarif recently. No right? way. Yeah, I know it was in the first one. But they've actually gone back and fixed it and they've added a lot more to it so um really enjoyable well i mean that's kind of odd though because i mean not to go away from gaming again but like there's kind of hints and whispers that that whole branch of star warsdom may not exist soon mm. so like i would have thought they'd have swept all that scarf stuff under the carpet quite soon like well, everybody likes rogue one yeah, that's true. No, no, Rogue One gets the. Pass. Oh no, I'm getting Scarif and Jakku mixed up. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just, yeah, no. who doesn't love a Star Wars movie that doesn't have any lightsabers in it? 
excluding the, the last scene. No, oh my gosh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm like Vader kicking ass. I just said, except for the last scene. Yeah, but that's like, a yeah. movie. It's great. I no, mean, I, I, I definitely want to see a blind guy twirling around a baton while people shoot. Yeah, no, no. Hey, I right. watched three seasons of Daredevil. That's fair. <laughs> okay. And also, I just, it's not what it's but, not Star also, Wars. Dude, Felicity Jones is in it, and you know. I mean, thank thank goodness we learned all about the kyber crystals. I mean, I, I was super concerned that all my reading about them in the EU would never make it to the movies. But it did, and that's the way I like it. That and Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. <laughs> Who sounds like a Star Wars character. I, it's so funny. It's like Felicity Jones. I didn't even know that was a, like Jin or so, I think was the name. But I'm like, yeah. just call her Felicity Jones because it sounds like a Star Wars character anyway. You know she was supposed to be like Black Cat in the Spider-Man universe I'm until that Spider-Man universe got shut down. Like, yeah, I'm sad she wasn't. I, I do have a lot of time for her. She's she's like oh yeah, she's like a really cool version of Emma Watson. But like, it's funny actually. We're rewatching the old Doctor Who's, and like she pops up as like a background character in like an Agatha Christie episode. I was like, God, you've really like climbed the ladder super gradually. You never see that in Hollywood anymore. She was in the like. Worst Witch for years. What? I didn't know that. That's where she started off. That's where my crush started when I was a kid. Because he was a kid and I'm like, oh. I watched that too. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Dave, Dave, I think we broke Dave halfway through there a minute ago. But, uh... <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I'm going th- to throw the traditional formula to the wind here. I think One of my friends it's, is it's, friends it's, with it's... Watson. That's why I left. That's oh, really? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Whoa, don't oh. get too excited, fellas. Calm down. No, no, it's just I. We were talking about small worlds at the start of this episode. You gotta tell this anecdote. Go on. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'll tell you off air though. Oh, fair. fair. <laughs> do pass. Do pass on that. I say I, I appreciate her, but she needs to stop talking. If you can follow my eyebrows, there's a reason I'll talk about it off air. You'll talk about it on air. Can I just say I actually think she's grand. Like just in case she ends up watching this, I like her kind of work with the UN and all that. Yeah, I. I, I like her in. Uh, what bling ring that's a good movie okay oh, she's great in Harry Potter I can't believe I just tried that I'm yeah. done yeah, alright here's something less controversial The Last of Us 2 <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> let's just go for it okay can I actually wow. ask have you guys actually played it I haven't played the second one because I'm not going to give it money um, okay. Yeah. Like I'm just not, How come? I'm, I'm not, I'm like, not, I mean not, I know this I, is a show kids listen to but like yeah, is not, there shady behind the scenes I'm stuff not, I'm not even going to pirate it that's how much I don't yeah. want to support it um, I love The Last of Us 1 and look I just want to say it's not what's happening with your one who voiced your woman is horrible like death threats it's like that's don't do that like yeah. these aren't real <laughs> it's a game it's not a person right um, so don't do that like that's not good well perhaps as like a time capsule let's take a few steps back and stop me if I'm missing something out but like The Last of Us 2 was very very hyped as like the sort of prestige game of the year mm. came out to lots of critical acclaim uh then there was i think someone compared it to schindler's list and yeah, then the there director. was bullying the, and then the like the people yeah. involved got bullied am i missing anything here i know there has been yeah. almost more stuff happening than can be reported in regards so, to the last of us two so basically it came out it was leaked mm like a week or two in advance where mm-hmm. it was like hey here's everything that's gone down all the leaks are right everybody was really upset because like it completely just went the other way compared to the, what was set up in the original one killed off main characters that people liked 
So oh. kind of a last Jedi situation, digging where yeah. the first but, one's act like w- without the necessity for it. Like, uh, look, I'm all for surprises and you know altering expectation when it's necessary. Um, like last Jedi, I'll defend. Honestly, yeah, same, same. Um, yeah, defend, but... yeah. We're doing another show in the future. I'm taking you two down. That's that's absurd. Oh, Continue okay, back to games. In, booked in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would be like, okay, look, it makes what? sense after the Force Awakens. But with this, I'm like, okay, there was no real reason for it. Like. The world is kind of crappy now with a real virus. And well, like, that's why I wanted to bring it up. You know, uh, I know a lot of people were excited for this, but like we were talking about escapism at yeah. the start of the show, and was the timing of this game's release wise or not? I don't think so. In regards like, to the time it's coming out, in I don't think so. Like, and then when it came out, and someone was comparing to Schindler's List. I'm like, listen, kind of yeah. don't want to play a video game of Schindler's List, man. That's yeah. That's like yeah. the close. That actually happens in Wolfenstein, where you go to a concentration camp, and it's really not fun. And mm-hmm. it's like you just some points you just got to be like, look, know your audience, know your time, and pick it what uh, in a more wise direction. And I just think they just didn't do that. Then on top of it, you have all this other stuff, which might be warranted, might not be, but I think it's just people being there, you know. Yeah. What was so. the because I I'm glad like I mean. No one's ever glad to hear someone bring up a concentration camp. But I was thinking of the... What was the game that came out where you played an AI? It was kind of a David Cagey type thing. Uh, it wasn't called Deus Ex. It was... Oh, it's going to drive me crazy because I've, I've been thinking about it for ages. But anyway, there was a game that came out for the PlayStation 4. One of those choose-your-way type games from the makers of Heavy Rain. Hmm. Where you played an AI oh, and there was all of... Beyond Human, thank you. And I know that's controversial in and of itself, but at least in that game, the AIs were sort of an emotional buffer Mm. for anything you could put your characters through as far as coding. In one of the endings, they do go to a sort of a dismantling camp, which, you know, it's it's an obvious coding, but it's still a buffer. Yeah. So I think if you're doing speculative science fiction, you need that slight distance you can engage with it emotionally and intellectually do you think that the last of us 2 has gone too far in what it's representing you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's gone too far i just say it's more a a miss people weren't expecting it right it's yeah. from everything they set up in the first one they had spent all this time building up these characters and giving you this kind of world and look you know joel wasn't a good good, good guy that was kind of his whole point he was trying to deal with yeah. losing his daughter with Ellie and all that kind of stuff being that's going to sur- surrogate a daughter and he went through that journey it was kind of like well what was the point you know and I can see the criticism of it and I I agree with it to an extent um, I think there's this other direction that are like oh SJW they're ruining blah 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 women like yeah stop those people are always going to exist and you just, just don't listen yeah. to them they're crazy but um, the actual core reason for being upset is because it it's, it feels mean-spirited you know it's like mm. you took all this stuff that you did and then just went the other way with it for no real reason there was no it wasn't earned and on top of that then you have critics who work in the media who are like given this the best the best thing ever yeah. and then you, you play it or you like I, the reason why I haven't played it is because I've seen the game like it's all leaked online yeah what's there to play right um and there's nothing yeah. there I can see that would warrant a 10 out of 10 score. At most, it's a 5 out of 10. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, 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 it looks beautiful. 
The graphics yeah. are unbelievable. But that's it. So, Dave, go on. Jump in there. No, that, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it, it's a beautiful looking game. I have an Xbox One, not a PS4, so I've only watched people play it on live stream. But I have watched a significant amount of the playthrough. And, I mean, there's something like 10 hours of cinematics in it. Mm. It's, it's kind of yikers on that. I mean, Joel... Considering what his story was in the first one, to only get what five, six minutes of screen time of like actual playable, I mean, that just seems ridiculous to me. The issue is not where they went with the characters, it's that it just doesn't make sense. That's it. It's just these, it's just these constant ex machinas of no, you should be dead now, like you should be dead. This guy was about to shoot you, and then he just doesn't. Like they're saved for no reason, they escape situations that are completely unrealistic, and it, it just. At a certain point, we talk about this in wrestling a lot, uh, cheap plug for our show, The Wrestling Rewind, but we talk about this in wrestling a lot where once your suspension of disbelief is broken, you kind of lose your interest in the match. And yeah, that's because actually, like to bring The Last Jedi in, I know we've got conflicting op- opinions on it, but one of the things I think it fails in is that it bends the logic of its characters to support its themes. Now, I mm. like its themes but that is an immersion breaker and it changes the way you engage with the story on an emotional level. So you're saying Last of Us 2 does that. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it, make, it, it, pre- it presents characters that you just don't care about, or at least as I was watching it, I just did not care about the new characters mm-hmm. that it presented. Uh, and I'm not talking about like Ellie or Abby, like those you can get attached to, but like even at the end, they just keep throwing people at you. And it just feels like we're going to put out DLC yeah. in the future and you get to play their story. It's like, yeah. okay, but why would I spend more money when I'm not even invested in them in the first place? So like example, that's, that's the disconnect for me. For example, there you go on there. For example, with Deus Ex Mankind Divided, while it's a weaker game to Human Revolution, you're still playing as Adam Jensen you know his story you know what he's been through and the thing about it is they actually tie it through at the beginning of the game you, they actually have a little recap to kind of get you back up to speed so anyone who's brought in you're like okay cool this all makes kind of sense it would be the equivalent of them killing off Adam Jensen two minutes in and then making you play as the person who killed him throughout the whole I mean way, which is mm-hmm. like if you if you did it the exactly. psycho way that could be potentially effective but I get what you're saying like yeah, yeah. it's just it's not what they set up it's not the world of The Last of Us is so harsh that you have formed these emotional bonds with the characters and look I'm not going to say that's healthy or unhealthy you know we all do it the, the suspension of disbelief right it's it's how you connect on a, on a human level and that's why you get some people who are like sending death threats and stuff and I'm like lad listen if you're sending death threats for, for a fictional character you really really need to reevaluate. yeah let's let's actually in case anyone is misreading this let's just put this out there it's never cool to send death threats or any threats to anyone for any reason especially not for fictional characters it wasn't cool when they did it to like daisy ridley or kelly marie tran or anything and it's doubly not cool for this let's just say that put it into perspective there was a joke made in the simpsons where they're like some people write to movie stars this guy writes to movies Yes. Hi, diehard. You rock. Yeah, By the way, go. do you know Lethal Weapon? That's who you are. You're Homer Simpson parody. If that's what you're doing, <laughs> just stop it. Like you know, take it a little bit too seriously. Yeah, I yeah. think it's this. This is a possibly a result of the technology advancing beyond our ability to sociologically deal with it. Because we are not, as a species, ready to be able to find Mark Hamill at the click of a button and message him. 
Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? That's mm. it's that's a the, weird amount of power we have. That's the great thing and the bad thing about Twitter, which we're seeing mm. with with uh, you know, Dave and myself talked about this mm. with uh, your one from Harry Potter. What's her name? J.K. Rowling. Emma Watson. Oh, oh yeah. JK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, you can that, check that out on our YouTube page. I, I brought up The Last of Us specifically so we could get away from talking about Emma Watson. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, but like, yeah, we, 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 we talked about it on uh, on on the channel. You know yeah. what's going on there, and that's a similar kind of thing where not only as a as a consumer base, which is what we all are when we're engaging with media, but also as yeah. a as an author. Actually, we talk about her a lot on our show, Kane. Um, Lindsay Ellis, she popped, she popped up a death of an author too yesterday where she talks about it and it's like yeah, it, we're still kind of figuring out that balance of how we engage with people who we like, we don't like, who we disagree with, who you know, all this kind of stuff and it's it's just one of those kind of uh, growth points where I don't know if we're going to be able to get there in the foreseeable future because it's technology is only getting faster and it's, it's getting more and more um, removed like even now like we're in lockdown where we're not yeah. engaging with people IRL like I've been doing a show with Dave in some form for 10 years and I've never met him yeah yeah and actually and... our technology we're using right now is an example of that like we're exactly. able to be in each other's houses despite the fact we're not able to like you know I mean forest. I've only met you once or twice oh, at conventions there like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think like you know it's like we should use um, awareness and caution and discretion mm. with stuff like this where it's just like hey you know what I love wrestling I love games but don't harass people for no reason you know yeah. and at the end of the day this stuff isn't real right it's not like they're a politician or they're no by the way you shouldn't harass anybody in general yeah. but what I'm saying yeah. is it's not like it's a real thing right that actually affects you like Joel, yeah politics are real too you know yeah it. politics, are, politics mm-hmm. isn't real either right that's it's, nothing it's right a joke but um okay yeah, they're not. It's uh, uh, what Abby does, or you know, even the actress that plays Abby, who was literally just reading her lines that somebody else wrote, is not a reason to go and mm. send death to somebody. Like she never really sent death to anybody because that's really horrible. But you know what I mean? It's it's a weird world we're in, man, and it's only getting crazier. And we're only yeah, halfway and through. don't be don't be the one who ruins the fun for everyone because what happens is like, you know what's amazing about the way the world is now is that we can have this discourse with these creators and sometimes that can lead to really funny things sometimes it can lead to really interesting conversations but if this is the backlash of something just getting popular in a very basic sense over time we're going to go back to that model of company makes thing thing comes out we like it or don't the end and that would be a terrible shame like I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, and something interesting uh, that slightly more game related, like cycling back into Last of Us, is yes, it got critical reviews. Uh, the gamer reviews were not so good, and the big difference there is that they only gave uh, official reviewers the first fifty percent of the game. Yeah, see, that's not yeah, like, let them have the whole game. See, this is it. You know, I, a lot of the and there was NDAs you had to sign where you couldn't even discuss it. Yeah. So streamers had to make a decision: Do I give my review on this game, or do I wait a couple weeks and give a review when it's already been bought? I mean, it sold what, like four million, eight million yeah. copies? It was like the best-selling PS4 single player of all time. That's true. But, and another yeah. aspect is because uh, of speaking of Lindsay Ellis, I'm a huge fan of uh, Todd in the Shadows, and one and one episode what he did was he compared reviews of an album that came out at the time to reviews now, and what he found mm. was that because they were wrong about um, 
Oasis say or whatever because critics got Oasis wrong when the third album came out and it was bad they didn't want to seem like they were getting their own criticism wrong so they gave it a brilliant score and because mm-hmm. of The Last of Us I'd say a lot of critics were keen to view it favorably so they didn't look like they were out of step you know oh yeah it's like uh, it, it's not it's not me it's the kids who are wrong right yeah that's, yeah exactly theory. like but it's weird like i think that's the biggest like even we're running a media thing here where we engage with media all the time and you know as someone who's worked in the media it's it's interesting to kind of see that because i remember when we were there was that kind of uh, that's always been there right where you would you wouldn't say x y and z because you wouldn't get a review copy or you'd have to do this either. but i think that's very antiquated now because the world is so immediate yeah. right so um now personally i would i would always just give my review that's why fuzzy blocked me because i'm just like i, gotta say <laughs> I was gonna I mention it, it. you beat me to it yeah i'm gonna say whatever who wants so yeah um <laughs> so yeah i'm not one of those people who just kind of sits back but with the media now i'm like lads you really got to think about this because you're either going to game media like what Jim Sterling talks about this all the time yeah. either mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to follow this corporate uh, press release to the point where you make yourself redundant and that's kind of what's happened here with this Last yeah. of Us there was so much to criticize and this is what really bugged me about all the, the idiots going out and doing ridiculous stuff or picking up on this yep. uh, I don't know I not even want to get into it but there's so much criticizing Last of Us and its practices around how it was released alone that you you have something to stand on, and then there's other stuff that just there isn't. So I'm like, lads, look, learn from this. Um, if you're going to make a bad game, it's a bad game. Stand over it and do what do what EA EA the great evil EA went and fixed their game, <laughs> you know, from criticism. Naughty Dog, you're not above criticism. Hmm. No, and, and I think one of the biggest issues out of this that came was. The fact that certain segments, if, if you guys know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. There's reasons we're not saying it. So people focused on just that aspect of it as a criticism for the game when there are a thousand other things that you can criticize the game for that are actually legitimate. But yeah. because that's where the focus is, if you say something negative about it, then it's, oh, well, you don't like it because of X, Y, Z. I mean, it's very Last Jedi, actually, where... It was, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't like the way they changed the lore of Star Wars and the canon. I was not expecting the pushback from Disney and the directors and such to be, no, you don't like it because you're racist and sexist. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's not why I didn't like the movie. And and that's kind of it. You know, it's like this weird kind of Orwellian doublespeak where it's like there are legitimate criticisms and then this other group just appears and is like, you know, saying ridiculous things which has no basis in reality right and then that's what's run with and it's that's what's kind of happened with with the last of us it's it's weird man it's you know yeah i think just to kind of put a bow on this discussion like i think we're going to have to learn how to have a discourse again yeah because i, mean, I won't get too political but that's just gotten lost yeah in the uh, last four or five years like uh, look today myself about libertarians right and we we we, we scream for the center and the fact that there's no center anymore yeah. is this is it's bleeding into culture now where it's like you can't discuss anything because everyone has a stake in it and you know we're just like hey this is no this is not yeah okay. and on a psychological level we need to like and this kind of goes back to the whole you know death threats to actors and things we need to disentangle ourselves from the things we support and the things we like if someone doesn't like the thing you like they don't 
dislike you personally. And I know that sounds obvious, but I do see that bleeding into the way people discuss things critically. Like, well, that's because now it used to just be, oh, I don't like X. Okay, cool. Hmm. Now it's 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 with the same passion of furor of politics, where it's just like, oh, how dare you support that person? Mm. Now it's how dare you support that brand, which is yeah. silly. Yeah. You know, it's like we're all in this to have fun and and escape. You know, and yeah. games are a great way to do it. But again, I, if only we could go back to the days of the Dreamcast, lads. The, those halcyon <laughs> days. <laughs> well, we are just hitting time now, so uh, that was a fantastic discussion, guys. Very well done. Is there anything you want to plug before we wrap? I'll let Dave go first. Oh, gee, thanks. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we host the... <laughs> I can't believe you threw that on me. We host the Rewind, Darren, and I do the Wrestling Rewind. Um, it's a live. Y'all are in Ireland. It's on a Phoenix FM every Tuesday night. Or you can find it on Nerdgen Media. Tons of links. We're literally on every platform, iTunes. It's impossible to miss us. If you want to find us, we like to go into the past and talk about things and just escape into what's good. And uh, also, hey, if you want something else that's fun to escape on, I'm also a juggler. So follow me on Instagram. If you're watching me on video here, my finger's kind of pointing at it. It's at the Dave Stevens. You can see some videos. It's fun stuff. And uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, not Twitter, even though it's the same handle. <laughs> Excellent. And over to you, Dara. Yeah, so I'm just going to back that up. Nerd to Know Media is where you can find all of our stuff. We do a show pretty much every day of the week. If we don't, there's other kind of clips. Uh, myself and Dave do the rest of Rewind, but myself and me, Keen, we do a Nerd to Know Basis, which is on Wednesday mm. and Saturday on Phoenix FM. And yeah, buy my album. Uh, <laughs> released an album last Friday. Still uh, keeping up that super liminal marketing exactly, there, yeah? yeah. It's, go over to uh, Bandcamp horrenda and buy the album we need money so yeah go for it (laughs) okay guys thank you so much we don't usually go into the gaming industry side of things on this show i think the last time we did was when we had keith on so thank you so much for this i hope you guys have a good time yeah absolutely thanks for having some excellent well then this has been the game corner on nerd to know media live for the first time ever it's been nice to show off my beard for those seeing us on youtube So I will see you next Friday here at the same time. Thank you so much. Goodbye.